We want to thank you today for joining us at Truth Chapel's podcast. I pray this word would bring you life. I pray that it would edify you, encourage you, and enlighten you. If you have a moment, please subscribe and leave us a review. We will be so grateful. God bless, and let this word speak to your heart today. From Hebrews chapter 11, that is the first verse. The Bible says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. Amen. This morning, for just a few moments, I want to preach to you on this subject. Now faith. Now faith. Can you pray with me in the house? Lift your voice. God, I thank you for your presence, your power that's in this room. I pray now that your word would go forth and do its work like only your word can do. I pray that you would touch every heart, every mind, every spirit. And I pray in this room today that we would not just be hearers of this word, but doers of this word also. And we'll be careful to give you the praise and the glory and the honor in Jesus' name. And someone shout in Jesus' name. Amen. And you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Thank you for standing with us, worshiping with us, joining with us today. Somebody shout faith. Faith is one of those subjects in the Word of God and in the kingdom of God that we could talk about for hours and hours and hours. The Bible will tell us this, that without faith, it is impossible to please the Lord. For if any man would come to God, he must first believe that he is. You got to have faith that he is. Do you believe that God is? Pastor, believe God is what? We're not going to get to that part yet. Do you believe that God is? Forget about what. Just do you believe that God is? Because if you believe that God is, then you can believe him for whatever. Amen. You don't have to believe that God is what? You just need to believe that God is. And if you have faith that God is, then you know that God is anything and everything you need. Because in the very nature of God and God being God, he is sovereign, he is just, he is almighty, he is omniscient, he is omnipotent, and he is omnipresent. There's nothing that was made that was not made by him. He is in my past, he is in my future, and he is right now here in my present. There's never been a time without him. If you would come to God, you must first believe that God is. Not only do you believe that God is, but you believe that God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Amen. This is faith. Faith is, uh, faith, it, it broadens your imagination. If you can imagine it, God can do it. Amen. When you have a faith lifestyle, I know that uh, many of us, uh, and probably all of us in this room today, uh, we've lived so long in this culture, we have a negative mental uh, lifestyle. We always think of the worst possible outcome. We, 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 our, our minds are trained to think of the worst possible scenario uh, of how it could not work out, how it could not happen, 
how it could not be. And our minds work that way because that is the society and the culture that we live in today. It is always the negative first. We always think of how it, 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 this is wrong and that is wrong and they are wrong and he is wrong and she is wrong. And our mind is always led to the negative. But when you start living in a lifestyle of faith, a negative mindset cannot live in the lifestyle of faith because the lifestyle of faith says it may be dreary and it may be impossible, but faith says it is possible. Faith will broaden your horizons. Faith will broaden your imagination. Faith will inspire you to think outside of the realm of possibility and start believing and thinking in the realm of supernatural ability. Can I remind you today that we serve a supernatural God. He is not limited to time. He is not limited to the things that you are limited to and the things that I am limited to. But his ways are far above my ways and his thoughts are far above my thoughts. And with God, nothing is impossible. With man, it may be impossible. But with God, nothing is impossible. Am I preaching to somebody today that will say, Pastor, I'm going to stop thinking the negative thought, but I'm going to start thinking the faith thought. We call it a positive mentality, but I call it a faith mentality. This is not positive thinking. This is faith thinking. The positive mentality says everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to work out. I know it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. But the faith mentality says I know God's going to work it out. I know God's going to make it okay. I know God has my best interests in mind. I know that in the end I win because I read the back of the book. Come on, somebody. This isn't a positive mindset today. This is a faith mindset. This mindset says God has everything in control. So whether I win or whether I lose, I have faith that God is going to get the glory out of either situation. That's a faith mindset. Maybe God will heal me. Maybe God won't. But I know that he's a healer and my redeemer liveth. Uh, hallelujah. Faith is a lifestyle. We walk in faith. Yeah, amen. We, I said we walk in faith. We walk by faith and not by. Yeah, well, I, I'm, not, I'm not looking with my eyes. If you keep looking with your eyes, you'll get offended. Let me say that again. If you keep looking with your eyes, you'll get offended. Because your eyes can't see very far. And God don't play checkers. God plays chess. And if you keep thinking in your mentality and you keep looking in the natural realm, we walk by faith and not by sight, you can only see the next move. But God has already seen five, ten moves later. And God knows, listen, you may feel offended here, but if you hold on, I'm going to bring you out over here. Yeah. Amen. God will use anything, anybody, any circumstance, any situation. Come on, somebody. 
God's using circumstances in your life right now. You don't know it, and some of y'all can't even believe it. You can't even believe that God would let you go through what you're going through because you don't think that God would allow you to do that. You don't think that God would let you face what you're facing right now. But that's not a faith mentality. I said, that's not a faith mentality. The now faith mentality says, I don't care what I'm going through. God is on my side. And if he led me to it, he is faithful to lead me through it. Hallelujah. God ain't ever going to give you a vision and not give you provision for the vision that he gave you. That's my faith talking. I said, that's my faith talking. Have you seen it yet? I have seen it in small increments here and there. But that's my faith talking. Uh, some of y'all got to get that faith talk down. Amen. That faith talk, we call it on the basketball court, we call it talking trash. We talk trash. And it's a, it's a, it's a faith talk. I don't know you, the game hadn't started yet, but I'm already talking trash. You're not going to beat me. Kiss your, go ahead, kiss your ankles. Put your foot up, kiss your ankles. Because that's the last time you're going to see him not broke. I'm breaking him here in just a few moments. Mm. Just talk to you. I would tell you how much trash I talk on the basketball court, but some of y'all would not respect me after that. So I'm just going to leave it at that. But I like to talk trash. That's faith talk. I haven't won yet. Most time the game ain't even started. Or oh, the game just begun. And if I pull up and drop one on you, I'm just talking trash. I'm going to say, how are you going to let the old man do you like that? I'm going bald. I got a bad hip. My lower back is weak. Got bad knees. And you let me do that to you? It's going to keep happening. It's just going to keep happening. Get used to it. This is how it's going to be. Because it's just trash talk. And some of y'all are real good at trash talking in life, but you're not real good at trash talking in the spirit. Because the enemy messing with your family, your kids, your house, your home, your finances. He messing with your calling. He's messing with your gifting. He's messing with your destiny. He's messing with your anointing. And you just sitting back. Not saying nothing. You ought to start talking in faith. And say, you know what, devil? You picked the wrong one to mess with. Today's not going to be your day. This ain't going to end like you think it's going to end. Because my God told me that all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord. And you may... You may be winning right now, but hold on. My God's going to come through. Something's about to happen. I'm about to break you down like a devil barrel shotgun. I got a 55-gallon... I got a 55-gallon can of whooptail waiting on you, and I'm about to pop the top. You can get a straw and start... Some of y'all need to start talking in faith and believing... The devil's been talking to you too long. You ought to talk back. Talk back. Say, my God, who is my redeemer, has never left me. He's never forsaken me. He's never seen his seed begging bread. He'll never give up on me. You ought to start talking back. He's talking to you. He's talking to your kids. He's talking to your husband. He's talking to your wife. You ought to start talking back to him. And say, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. You picked the wrong one. You picked the wrong day. You picked the wrong person. 
That's my faith talking. You say, well, Pastor Chambers, you may be losing. It's okay. I can lose a little bit. I may lose the battle, but I will not lose this war. Because my God, who is able to do exceeding and abundantly above all I can think, above all I can ask, you can't even imagine what my God can do. My God is greater. Yes, he is. When's the last time you hyped up God in your life? Oh, yeah. Here, here's what else I know. I know on the basketball court, you can hype up a mediocre player to be a great player with just hype. You can just hype them up. You can get them hyped. And the hyper they get, the better they get. The more focused they get. They start bringing it in. Some of y'all know. Some of y'all teachers in the room, you can hype up some of your students. You can take a C student and make them an A student just by hyping them up. Tell them you're good. I know you got it. You're smarter than you think you are. You start, you start hyping them up. All of a sudden, they start getting laser focused. That's what praise is because praise is the language of faith. I said praise is the language of faith. And when you start hyping him up saying, God, you're going to work this out. God, you're going to make a way. God, you're going to move the obstacle. God, you're going to open the door. God, you're going to break the chains. God, my kids are coming home. Satan, you got to take your hands off of them. You start hyping him up. He said, if I be lifted up, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. Amen. You may be seated. Let me, let me preach for you for just a few more moments. Some of us get trapped in our faith life. We get trapped in our faith life because we have faith for the wrong things. Let me, let me tell you a story in the book of John, chapter 11. You can read it here. The Bible says that Jesus had a friend. He had a group of friends, three siblings, Mary, Martha, and they had a brother named Lazarus. Lazarus was sick. They said, Jesus, come quickly. Our brother is dying. Jesus took a nap, hung out. He said, I think I'm going to stay here for a few more days. And they said, but Jesus, Lazarus is dying. Jesus said, well, this is all for my glory. They didn't understand what Jesus was doing in the moment, but Jesus was telling them, this is, this is all happening for my glory. Let, let this play out. Well, well, it's going to be too far gone. Let, 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 listen. In the language of faith, nothing is too far gone. Well, well, well Jesus, if you don't come now, he's going to die. I know, but it's okay. Because he's going to be all right. When he gets there, Martha meets him first. Here's what Martha says. If you would have been here, you could have done it. Jesus says, Lazarus is not dead. He's just sleeping. He'll rise again. Here's what Martha said. Watch Martha's faith. Martha says, you're right, Jesus. He will rise again. In the resurrection 
right? That's her faith. Her faith is for the future. Her faith knows, yes, Lazarus is dead, but I'll see him again one day. I have faith that at some point in time, he's going to be risen with all the rest of us, and I will see my brother again. That's her faith. Her faith is stuck in the future. She knows that someday it, this all going to be okay. Right? That's where her faith is at. Then when he meets Mary, when Mary meets him, Mary says, Jesus, if you would have been here, you could have healed him and my brother would not have died. And Mary's faith is stuck in the past. And she believes that if God would have did something back then, I wouldn't be living in what I'm living in now. And there are folks in this room today, you have faith. You have faith, but your faith is stuck. Some of y'all, your faith is stuck back then. And here's what you're saying. God, if you would have helped me out of that mess, if you would have come back then, Lord, if you would have allowed them not to hurt me, if you would have allowed them not to wound me, if you would have guided my feet and not let me step in a trap, God, you could have brought me out. You could have made a difference. And that is faith. It's just in the wrong place. It's in the past. God is not about to magically time warp you back to that time and do a different work than he did before. And there are some of us that keep holding on. One day, God is going to fix it. And, 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 and I know that um, two years from now, I'm going to graduate from high school, and I'm going to do this, and then God's going to use me. And I know that when I, when I finally get enough money in the bank saved up that I can start the business and do all that, I know God's going to be on my side then. And when I finally meet the right man, and he comes along and he saves my life, I know God's going to do it then. And if I can finally meet the right woman who will come alongside me in ministry, God's really going to use me then. I'm preaching, to, I don't know who I'm preaching to, but don't look at him, just keep looking at me. And you have faith. But your faith is in the future. And you have faith, but your faith is in the past. If God, if God would have, and if God finally will. But what Mary and Martha didn't know and didn't realize is that Jesus did not show up in the past. And he did not have a future plan. But Jesus was there now. And my message today is very simple. I want to help somebody get out of the past and get out of the future and come on here right now. Now faith. Now faith. Not tomorrow faith. Not yesterday faith. Now faith, not when it all works out faith, 
not I wish he would have faith, but now faith. Because some of y'all thought today was a regular old, regular old Sunday. You was just going to get through and maybe sometime down the line, God, was, God is going to do something. Or maybe if God would just have six years ago, six months ago, six days ago, six weeks ago, if God would have. But can I pull you into this faith now? And can I tell you the same God that you believe will do something for you five years from now and the same God that you believe should have done something five years ago is the same God that is in this building now. Somebody shout now. Shout it again now. Somebody shout today. Shout now. I want to get it down in your spirit. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Now faith is the evidence of things not seen. I have faith right now. If you need a miracle, now is the time. If you need a blessing, now is the time. If you need the Holy Ghost, now is the time. If you need to be baptized, now is the time. If you need walls torn down, now is the time. If you need chains broken, now is the time. If you need to come out of depression, now is the time. If you need to get away to suicidal tendencies, now is the time. If you need to be healed in your body, now is the time. If you need miracles, signs, and wonders now is the time somebody shout now God ain't about to work it out God's working it out right now even when I can't see him he's working even when I can't feel him he's working even when I don't believe it he's working he never sleeps and he never slumbers his promises are yay and amen now 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 somebody shout now Give somebody a high five and tell them now. Yeah. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. Now faith, now faith. Now, right now, right now, right now. He can turn it around right now. He can bring you out right now. He can make you new right now. He can change it right now. Pain can leave your body right now. Refreshing can come on you right now. The devil's got to let you go right now. You can wait till tomorrow, but I got a now faith. You can wait till next week, but I got a now kind of faith. Somebody shout now. Ooh, Holy Ghost. I feel the Holy Ghost in the room. Somebody ought to lift your hands and just say, now, Lord, give it to me now. I believe you for it now. I believe you for it now. I'm sorry I was living in the past. I'm sorry I had faith for the future. But, God, I have faith that right now, today, some of y'all going to look back and say, April, April 23rd, 2023, God did it for me right now. If it's ever going to happen for you, why not now? Why not right now? Why not today? Today is the day of salvation. This is the day 
that the Lord hath made. I will rejoice and be glad in it because today, now, right here, in this moment, my God is able. Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost. I got a little bit more to preach, but I feel the presence of the Lord. Like I said, I know it's a 9 o'clock service, but there ain't nothing in the rule book that says somebody can't get a miracle in the 9 o'clock, that somebody can't be brought out in the 9 o'clock, that God can't give you comfort, that God can't give you a word in the 9 Listen, you ought to open your ears right now. God's giving somebody a word. God's speaking to you right now. There's a word in this room. There's a prophetic utterance in this room. You ought to lift your voice and receive it right now and say, Lord, give it to me now. We have become professional futurists. And we talk about what God is going to do with profound power. We preach and teach about what, is, what God is about to do. What God will do some other time. We shout and rejoice about what God might do. And we sit around and weep cry, pout, and opine about what God should have done. But is there anybody that would believe for what God is doing now? Now, faith, this moment, today, here, now. We've written books and written songs and even messages that edify and glorify the future. And we've written books, blogs, about what God could have done in the past. But a now faith, a now faith depends on the moment, this moment. This could be your moment. There's no moment beyond this moment. God can do everything that he's ever promised you in this moment. And you don't have to wait until tomorrow. You don't have to wait until five years from now. And you don't have to spend the rest of your life wishing God would have did something yesterday or two years ago or 20 years ago or 30 years ago. You can say, Lord, right now in this moment, you are God and you are good and you are able right now. Listen, I'm almost finished and I'm, I'm done. You can remain standing. One disciple, one disciple wanted to send him away. He said, Lord, let him go back to the city and eat. Let him go back. Let's send him away. Let's send him. We don't, we don't have what it takes. We, we don't have the correct provisions to accomplish what needs to be accomplished in this moment. So let's send them away and let them find their own thing. 
I have faith that they'll be able to get what they need. And one disciple brought him an insufficient amount of sustenance. Five loaves and two fishes. And in his mind, in his vision, he knew what that was capable of. We know it because when he put it in the hands of Jesus, he literally said out of his own mouth, what are these amongst so many? He knew. He knew the insufficient value of that bread and those fish. He knew. This ain't going to work. He, he knew it. It's not there. The Bible lets us into the mind of Jesus. And Jesus is just testing them because he already knows what he's going to do. This is why some of, some of us struggle. We, we, we struggle because we think that God is still figuring things out at the same speed that we are. My God, I wish I could preach. We struggle because we think God is still like planning. We struggle because we, like, like us, sitting in our rooms at, at midnight with the pen and paper trying to draw up a plan. We see God in the same way that God is just now hearing about our problem. That when we came to the Lord, it's like we came to our boss at work and came into his office 10 o'clock on a Tuesday and said, hey, here's my problem. And when he heard the problem, he began in that moment to try to find some solution. Well, let me think about it. Well, there's Mary over there in HR and, and he's trying to figure it out. And we, we see God that way. That God doesn't know anything until I go to prayer and I say, hey, Lord, here's my problem. And then when the Lord hears my problem, in that moment, he starts moving things around. He starts doing the addition and the math. And God is in there like us with a sketch pad trying to make a plan. <laughs> but the Bible says that as they're bringing him the bread and fish, and as one guy is saying, well, we should send him away, he's just sitting there going, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yep, sounds good. All right, that's fine. Because in his mind, he already knew what he was going to do. He already seen it. He already knew everything they were thinking. He could see his disciples' thoughts. He could see the Sadducees' thoughts. He could see the Pharisees' thoughts. Even when they thought this man could forgive sins, who does he think he is? Jesus looks at him and says, I, I know what you're thinking. I know you. I know the plans I have for you. He is not, he is not in a dark room with his thinking cap on, figuring it out. His plans are already rolled up. The ink is dried. They're sitting in tubes of time. And he says, oh, 2023, I got that right here. Before you were ever conceived in your mother's womb, I knew where you was going to be. And all I was waiting for you to do is have faith 
in the moment. God is not surprised by your problem. He's not surprised by your issue. You did not wake up this morning and God say, oh my goodness, what am I going to do with him? What am I going to do with her? No, when you got out of bed and your foot touched the ground, God had already been in that step and he was already in the next step. He said, I'll order the steps of the righteous. They're already. Holy Ghost, speak to your people this morning. Holy Ghost, speak to your people this morning. He said, I know the plans that I have for you. I know I, I already got it worked out. I'm looking for faith. I'm looking for faith. I'm looking for faith. Where can he find faith? He said, where could I find faith? Andrew, Andrew knew this can only do this. Because he had small vision. Listen, hear me. I'm going to help you and we're going to be done. Because most of you are like Andrew. You don't have a faith problem. You have a vision problem. Andrew didn't have a faith issue. Andrew's issue was not about faith. Andrew's issue was what he saw, what he had. He looked at it. Andrew's a grown man. He knows how far this five loaves and these two fishes are going. It's not, a, it's, not a, it's not a faith issue. He just knows. He has understanding. This is only going to feed about three grown men to, to being full. Maybe. It's not going to feed 5,000 men and their wives and children. It's, it's not going to happen. And he's not, he's not telling God, I don't have faith. He's just, he has the vision of what he sees. And his small vision gives him small faith. But here's what he did with his vision. You ready? Here's true faith. Because true faith isn't always knowing. True faith is taking what you know is inadequate and putting it in his hands. Watch, watch, and backing away and letting God do with what you know isn't enough whatever he wants to do. Listen, when Andrew gave it to him, it didn't matter. Jesus could have sat there and ate the whole thing by himself. And then said, hey, send him away. It didn't matter at that point. Andrew had put it in his hands and left it. His vision. His vision was only for what he knew. But when that day was over, when that day was complete, I promise you, Andrew never looked at a loaf of bread the same way. Andrew, as an old man walking through the market, looking over at the bakery and seeing the baker pulling out a fresh loaf of bread, setting it aside. In his mind, he's thinking, that guy has no idea what that bread could be. Andrew, standing by the seaside, 
seeing a small fish swimming in the water. His mind now, 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 now that he's been exposed to God's power. A fish isn't a fish. Now that he has seen what God can do, a loaf of bread ain't a loaf of bread no more. That's why some of us in this room, we don't act like normal people because we know in the hands. I know too much about him for you to make me doubt him. I've seen what God can do in one person that'll say, Lord, use me. You may think it's inadequate, but hear the voice of experience in the hands of an almighty God. You have no idea what five loaves and two fishes will do. Today, not only do I pray for your faith, I pray for your vision. Would you close your eyes and would you raise your hands? And can I tell you? We want to thank you again for joining us on the Truth Chapel podcast. May you have a blessed day and walk in the favor of the Lord.